Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Today, I was thinking about death. Okay. And I thought about quite possibly the most tragic death in our lives, Alex. I feel like you and I shared a universal experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, the slow and unfortunate death of our childhood mall. Um, the mall that we grew up around was uh, a little rinky-dink mall named Orchard's Mall. And at one time, it was the life of the town. But um, it's just not the same anymore. Which is to say, no one goes there anymore. Which is to say, it's completely shut down and the doors are locked. So, this artic- so, so this mall... Uh, despite being very bad, has its own Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so this mall is 41 years old. And, wow. Um, Wikipedia says that the number of stores and services that this mall offers is 11 as of November 2020. Um, I cannot believe that that's accurate in the slightest. All right. Do you think you could name them? Uh... <laughs> Uh, Slackers, yep. the arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, JC Penny. I. But here's the thing, I was there in December, and it was everything was closed. So, but in between when this article was written, and a month later, everything was gone. So, what was the last? What are the last things to live? I have no idea. The Bath and Body Works left in July. JC Penny left in March. This mall is just a dumpster fire. Like I can I wouldn't be surprised if this mall was just the arcade at this point. It probably had some massage chairs that someone came in and collected from every once in a while. Yeah, I think they had um like an independent phone repair store. Yeah. For a hot minute. I don't know how long that lasted. Uh, um, I know there used to be a salon in there. Yeah. And uh nail care. Yeah. Do you remember when there was a karaoke bar in there? No. There was? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I was in like late middle school when this bar was around. And it was around, it was only around for like two years. And it was like this stereotypical like blue light uh, karaoke bar. Oh, jeez. That like tried to be a family restaurant and also a karaoke bar. And uh surprised it didn't last long that's obnoxious dude dude i got recruited out of that mall that's where i went to train before i went to boot camp i ran laps uh, around it how does it feel knowing that you've lasted longer than the orchards mall dude i knew that was coming (laughs) i knew it i i knew when i left to join the military i knew it was not going to be there when i got back (laughs) i mean there's no way um it's just i've never seen a business so publicly decline before like you go inside every week and you're like oh something else has left something else has left oh something new is here oh that left cool dude they could legitimately film the walking dead there they seriously could it's one of those malls where like if you wanted if you said hey let's go to the mall people would assume that you were talking to the one that's 45 minutes away not the one that's five minutes away accurate yep like that's actual facts but there would still be like three people 
you know, that group of moms that just needed to mall walk. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's, I'm, it's life. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to miss it. I just want it to be replaced with something, you know, decent. And that mall is so whatever. It's ridiculous. So I just want to pour one out to my homies at the Orchards Mall in Benton Harbor, Michigan. You were real ones, kind of a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to pour one out. I'm inside. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're uh, in the bathroom pouring one out in the sink. (laughs) I accidentally pour one all over my computer in the middle of our recording. Like, ah, great. Here's a second thing that this mall has killed. Nice. Uh, Do you want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie, man. So we watched a very different movie as to what we've been watching these last few weeks. Uh, we watched a little movie called Jojo Rabbit, directed by Taika Waititi. And if for some reason you want to skip ahead to the improv segment, or you know, if you don't want to listen to us talk about the movie, we're going to do a non-spoiler section where we just talk about how we felt about the movie. And then we're going to go in depth and we'll give you a warning again that we're going to like go knee deep into spoilers. You'll know when that happens. You won't miss it. So if you want to skip the movie discussion entirely, here's your time code to do that right here. Time code 3333. So Jojo Rabbit. Yep. As you know, we were hesitant to watch this movie at first purely because of how heavily it was requested. Um, it kind of kind of put it on a pedestal for us and uh, we weren't sure if it was going to hold up. But... I enjoyed it. That makes one of us. Oh, no. That oh, makes no. one of us. It's been a while since I was this disappointed. Really? It's been a while. The problem was, is it had hype. And the pro- and I watched the trailer, much like a lot of you who aren't going to watch this movie but are still listening to this part. You're going to watch the trailer just to see like the general gist of this movie, right? I watched the trailer, knew I wasn't going to like it, and I never would have watched this movie. And I was going to be okay with it. Big fan of Taika Waititi, big fan of ScarJo, big fan of Sam Rockwell. I I love them. Sam uh, Stephen Merchant is in this. Uh, Rebel Wilson's in this. Pretty good fan of those guys as well. But I knew after watching the trailer, oh, this is not for me. Um, I don't know who it's for, but I know it's not for me, and I'm not going to like it. Then... We got convinced to watch it. And I'm not saying I wasted. I I don't think my score at the end is going to reflect that I wasted time. But I was disappointed. Interesting. I definitely had disappointments about this movie. There are definitely things that it could have been stronger with. But like I, I had a good time. I enjoyed watching this movie. My favorite. So. When you go into a movie like Jojo Rabbit and they sell this movie as like it's a comedy about Nazis and you're like, oh, I don't know if I would enjoy that. The thing that I enjoyed about it was it was still funny without the humor being rooted in Nazism or the humor being like heavily dependent on anti-Semitism or religious slander in any way shape or form like it's just the jokes they told i thought were just funny yeah they were just jokes taking place in this time but they were not 
Nazi jokes, not really Jew jokes. They kind of were, but the majority of the jokes were not related to that. And I just, yeah. I'm like, whoops. So they do a lot of shock value humor uh, right at the beginning to kind of like get you used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're just going to shock value all this humor out of your system. Because the movie begins with with this 10-year-old boy uh, running down the street, hiring Hitler as many times and as loudly as he possibly can. And you're like, oh, this is this is just what the movie is like. And like right. the that tone kind of dies down once you get into the beef of the movie. Um, but like, boy, do they hammer it home in that first in that first little section. Yeah. Also, you meet Hitler in the first five minutes. Yeah. That being said, three favorite people in this movie in this order is Yorkie, Hitler, and Captain Klinsendorf, which is played by Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell's character, I didn't care for him at first. I, I definitely thought he was funny like mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, but in terms of like liking him as a character, probably has the best character arc in the movie, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. So if if you go and watch this movie afterwards, I would I, I would recommend not throwing him into the bin quite as soon as you meet him. <laughs> I knew that I was going to like this movie. Uh, there's a scene. One of the first one of the first sequences is uh, Jojo being at like a young. Wh- what do they call it? Like uh, youths for Hitler or something like that. Yeah. Um, like at a camp for that, like a weekend camp. And there's just this bit where Sam Rockwell is just shooting different guns, trying to prove that he has like the accuracy of a man with two eyes. And uh, for for some reason, the way it was edited and it had like the uh, really campy jump cut sequence. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. I think I'm on board with this. Did you relate to him as a role model for you, Craig? Um, Alex, do you feel like? Hey, He's Alex, no, stop talking. No, Alex, stop talking. Alex, stop role. talking. Alex, I need you to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Did you just ask me if a Nazi captain was a role model for me purely yeah. because we share the same disability? Yes. Yes. I, I think that an- I think that question answers itself. Obviously. Carrying on. The next thing... <laughs> This is representation, Craig. Yeah, you're right. It's representation. Uh, you missed out at... on a role. They cast a person with two perfectly good eyes when they could have cast you. I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouse like this. You're right. Jeez. Oh, um, I think that this movie. So okay, I've been talking a lot about what I did like. What did you not like? Um, things I didn't like. Um, what the heck? was literally all of their accents. That kind of stuff doesn't usually bother me. Like, I I was okay. I definitely noticed, like, oh, these accents are not consistent in the slightest. Okay, Um, not consistent with each other, not consistent throughout the movie with the same actor, and ScarJo's wasn't even German. (laughs) Yeah, she was hardly trying. I'm like, whoa, is that French? What is that? Also, Grenade goes off at JoJo's feet. Comes away with the <laughs> sickest tats you've ever seen. That, that's the thing that I thought was like, that was the one suspension of disbelief I really had to fight for. Was like, 
one of the big like ideologies is <laughs> Jojo gets injured in a training exercise and everybody says that he gets like all deformed and like you're so ugly. Everybody thinks you're ugly. Nobody's going to want you around anymore. This dude has like venom scars on one side of his face. They're dope, dude. Which is crazy. Because I'm thinking about what Harvey Dent went through in Batman. I'm like, <laughs> that guy has seen some stuff, bro. I've seen people who've had a grenade go off by them. Guess what? They don't have four limbs. <laughs> yeah. They don't have an okay face. One of them got a Medal of Honor. He doesn't have a real eye. <laughs> and his face is all sorts of jumbled up. Big old fan of the Nazi Harry Potter. Yorkie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Nazi Harry Potter. The glasses, every time he was on screen, loved him. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Um, He was one of the... He doesn't show up often. But when you do... He doesn't show up often, but when he does, you know that there's going to be about 90 seconds of just pure, unmitigated, great content. It's awesome. I loved it. Yorkie and Elsa. Dude, not even, not Elsa. Screw Elsa. Yorkie and Hitler held this movie together for me. I was living from scene to scene, hoping one of them would come up. I've never wanted to see Hitler so bad in my life. <laughs> uh, there's definitely... I definitely kind of got... You don't... Hey, it's not real Hitler. If you didn't know, it's not real Hitler. It's um, JoJo's role model of what he pictures Hitler to be. Like, right. Also, Hitler's played by Taika Waikiki, who's half Jewish. Uh, but I definitely got I I kind of got tired of the shtick about like two thirds of the way through, but then it pulled it back together towards the end, and I'm like, yeah, def- still a good character, definitely a good character. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I was just like, I was just waiting for something, dude. Here's the thing. Child actors, nine times out of ten, what are we doing? I like and this kid. I like this kid. JoJo, dude, I, it didn't work for me. There was He had good scenes and he had bad scenes. He got literally better throughout the film. Like, he got better at acting as the film went on. In the beginning, I'm like, oh, dude, what is going on? I get he was ten when they filmed this, but I was like, I was not on board. <laughs> Listen, any 10-year-old that can hold any bit of their own, you know, handling the comedic complexity, the comedic complexities of a dark hot. Uh, I am blowing it today, I Alex. just hope you keep this in. Do you know why? Because Macy told me that every time I say edit that out, you don't edit it out. You leave in the fact <laughs> that I say edit it out. No, 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 no. What she's not hearing is the times that I do edit out the things you say edit out. Yeah, I'm just hoping and praying that you leave half this stuff in. No, because it's gonna sound like I have a freaking speech impediment, and you speak. I Queen's only English. leave. It, I <laughs> I only leave it in when it's funny. So if you just do another take, I cut out the first take. But when you stumble sixteen times in a sentence, like I just did, oh no, that's funny. I'm leaving that in. Okay, we're leaving it in. Yes. We're doing it live. Um, but to have but to be able to go through a dark humor about Nazi Germany and like come out with like even a seven out of ten performance for a ten year old, like I-, I give him props for that. Yeah, it was okay. Um there's one line, favorite line in the whole movie. 
is I'm massively into swastikas. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm massively uh, into swastikas. There's definitely a good portion of jokes that are only funny. Be- when you're I mean, not Jewish or your grandparents weren't in the Holocaust. I was going to say because of the hindsight, like just the perspective of if somebody's saying today, I'm massively into swastikas. You're like, hey, um, can we get this guy arrested for saying that? Um, so right. that's what makes it funny. Uh, hey, guys, welcome to Comedy 101 with your host, Craig Wells. Um, swastikas are funny. Ironically. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, that being said, um, let me say some bad things before we switch into the spoilers. Also, what the F was this plot? Um, what? Yeah, um, I was not a big it fan. It got serious the last 30 minutes. And I think everyone who likes this movie saw the last 30 minutes and they forgot what the first... How long is this movie? Uh, 145? Well, they forgot what the first hour and 15 was like. The hour, first hour and 15 was funny. The last 30 kind of funny but they decide to get serious on you real quick and be like oh by the way this is what war is like i'm like no 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 yeah so my i will definitely agree i liked the serious part and we'll get into it with like once we get into the spoiler section Mm -hmm. but that pivot was way too fast like i was expecting i knew that this movie got serious at a point but i kind of expected it to take like a scrubs approach where it's going to be funny and then kind of ease you into the seriousness but no this movie was just like all right good time's over yeah the thing is just like 45 minutes in i was bored i'm like i'm just waiting for hitler and nazi harry potter bro i'm just waiting for that to happen all this subplot of his relationship with elsa his relationship with his mom all that happening i'm like i don't care I really don't. There's comedy in there, but the the jokes weren't good enough for me to be like in it, you know? I just think like I wasn't I wasn't on board. It was it's not a bad movie. I was just disappointed. If you're going in trying to watch like the best movie of your life or thinking this is going to be this isn't okay, I know this isn't people's top 10 because of the last 30. So if you cut out the last 30, this movie's in nobody's top 10. It's funny, but there's a million movies that are funnier. Um, do you want to get talk. Do you want to get deep into spoilers? Let's get deep into spoilers. Okay, so if you have not watched this movie and you want to uh or you just want to skip the spoilers for whatever reason, here is the time code for you to skip ahead. Time code 3333. Spoilers. Of course there's a Jew in their house. Yeah, yeah. Of course. He's once he started looking at the floorboards, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a Nazi movie? There's no way we're gonna have a Nazi movie without literally any Jewish people in it. That's impossible. So I was I definitely had a thought that you did where it's like once Jojo came home, I'm like, all right. He, you know, he has some work to do at the office, but like overall, what's the point of this movie? I still didn't. I thought the point was going to be like the camp. I thought it was going to be a comedy at the camp for like that whole weekend. And then he came home after like 15 minutes and I'm like, oh, then what's the rest of this movie? And then it, and then once they finally uh, showed Elsa, I'm like, oh, OK, 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 OK. 
And then, yeah, you know, it, I knew. it gets predictable, you know. Right. Once he, once he comes back and hangs out with her the second time, you're like, oh, he's going to find morality and he's going to, you know, want to help her stay, like, help her stay hidden. There's going to be a scene where she almost gets caught or she does get caught. And then she's going to help her uh, get free or stay free. Yeah. And then she's going to. It's a, so it's definitely a by the numbers plot, um, but I was okay with it because it was funny enough in between. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's the the funny carries you from boring plot point to the next boring plot point. The thing is, I'm roasting this movie and I'm not being funny enough about it. But I knew um, that the camp thing was not going to last because ScarJo hasn't popped up yet. I'm like, wait for Scarlett Johansson. Oh, there she is. Okay, now we're in this movie. Um, so I kind of went in knowing a little bit about that. Also, for all you people who watched the trailer that we talked about before the spoiler section, that trailer spoils the first 65 minutes, 70, not 65 minutes, the first 70% of the movie, 65% of the movie. So the only thing you don't see is the ending. You don't see people dying. It yes. spoils everything else. Yeah. So I wanted to stay away from talking about Elsa in the non-spoiler section because I didn't know. Because I, you know, I didn't know about it going into it, and it, it, mm-hmm. it was definitely a nice, re- it was a nice revelation to watch that plot unfold. Like something is happening. Good, let's do this. Yeah, I just didn't. There was particular scenes that stick out to me. One, the Gustavo stopping by their house, the How Hitler thing. That stood that out scene to me. Was hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, it was funny wasn't quite hilarious literally every scene with nazi harry uh, harry potter was hilarious um the first couple scenes with hitler was pretty funny and then after that it was literally just like i'm just wait. oh and i i honestly honest to god i loved sam rockwell's character the captain in this oh His yeah acting was mm-hmm. legit and i loved that about him when he's um, there's a little bit of homosexuality thing, which is why they had to keep it on the wraps because obviously the Nazis were persecuting homosexuals as well. Um, so they had to I keep really that on the wraps. That interaction with, uh, the German shepherds, like the German shepherd punchline was like, okay. But that little bit where he's, where he's like, I, I know, I know it was a mistake. You know, it's a stupid name. Who would call a dog that like, just that little snippet was, I think, what made Sam Rockwell's character really good. Yeah, I just, I liked, I know a lot of that was probably improv or maybe it was just great writing. But Sam Rockwell, as far as acting goes, killed it. I think ScarJo did an okay job. Um, yeah, honestly, Also, she was French. What? Yeah, I honestly think ScarJo's performance might have been my least favorite in the movie. It was, yeah. It's very forgettable. Dude, I love ScarJo to death, dude. Everyone knows I I'm in love with this woman. I don't I wish she didn't do this movie. It kind of dilutes her greatness. You know? Even even as this movie was coming out and like I was seeing like whatever little clips came up online, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a ScarJo movie. I don't know, dude. It, I don't know. I, I just I'm just sad. That scene where she, her she's playing her character and she's also playing her husband who's away at war with the ash on her face the whole time i'm like what is going on yeah that i was i wasn't about that either it was just so out there i didn't make sense um my favorite this is kind of messed up my favorite scene about her is when she's hanging and 
And it's not, it probably wasn't even her. It might've been, I'm not sure. But that scene was very raw. And that was probably the realest part of the movie. And it pulled you out of, oh yeah, these people are paid professionals. They know what they're doing. And she wasn't even in it, but it was just the fact that she was, I guess, in that scene. That is my favorite scene that she was in because she was part of something that was real and that was raw. Um, I think the plot leading up to it was whack. And I think the plot after it was whack. But as far as like good acting, raw emotion and trying to get something out of your audience, that happened really well. As far as all the scenes she had lines in and talking, couldn't care less, bro. I really don't care. Even her scenes were one-on-one with Elsa where she's talking about, I'm really worried about him. Like he's, he's a fanatical. He's super into this. And I don't know if he can ever find out about you. I'm like, I'm not invested in this. The whole looking a tiger in the eye and first thing she's going to do when the war is over is dance. I couldn't care less, bro. They were trying so, to be poetic and I couldn't care less. So the the hanging scene was the scene that I was talking about when I'm like, this movie gets serious too fast. Because mm-hmm. the problem that I had with uh, ScarJo's character dying was we hadn't seen her for a while up to that point and we really don't get any like real gratification gratification's the wrong word but like um when we do find out like oh she was hanged it it, it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere because yeah, and you don't even know why yeah and so like we never heard any suspicions from anyone. Like it would have made more sense if we heard like even one scene of some general public, like being whispering rumors about her, or if there was a conversation about like, Oh, they're suspecting me. It was just like literally zero to a hundred. Yeah. I liked the scene isolated, but it doesn't make sense. The movie, the movie doesn't make sense in general. So I, that's, I I was just like, I, I wish we had gotten, a little bit more from that character before she was literally deleted from the rest of the story. Dude, this, they got rid of her. Like she had a scheduling conflict with this movie and couldn't film the rest of her scenes. Yeah. And it's just, I wish I, I, I didn't get any emotional relief. Like it, it didn't make sense in terms of like an emotional climax. Right. It was the she, it was their best attempt, and it still was okay. And like you could argue that like oh well that was what it was like for him. He didn't know where she was, and then he just stumbled upon her hanging. I'm like cool, not good storytelling. Yeah, <laughs> didn't like know. it. The, the biggest crime of this movie, I think, is the fact that it literally won an Oscar, and it's mediocre. It's it's a very it's a okay movie. It does comedy pretty good but the movie the plot the writing the accents the acting is okay it's okay it does comedy good but i think this everything else all the elements around it were kind of a distraction yeah i i I just you needed to make a somewhat serious movie because it's a movie about nazi germany Right. You know, you you kind of have to hammer the point in like, yeah, we're joking about these guys, but let's not forget that they were bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scene, I, I I will tell you what scene I thought was more heartfelt than the isolated um, hanging scene was at the end when Sam Rockwell is like, 
I'm sorry about your mother. She was a good person. And then pulls him in closer like a genuinely good person. I'm like, that meant more to me as, as an audience member than finding out that she had died. No, I didn't care about the scene at all. At that point, I was so not invested in this movie. I'm like, of course he does this. Because I don't know, dude, it just wasn't smooth. You kind of got the feeling that he was a good guy because Elsa read off the wrong date on her birthday, right? So you got a feeling that, oh, he's in on it. He's a good guy. And we also, there was inklings that he was gay and that he was hiding it. So there was kind of like that. But when he pulled him in and said she was actually a good person, I'm like, is this the writing we have, people? Is this the best we can do? She was actually a good person. He couldn't have said anything else. And then he pushes the kid away and says, this guy's a Jew. And then he goes and gets shot. And I'm like, oh, uh, come on. I thought it was a good scene. It was. It was I the was, best emotional relief we got from that from that movie. Uh, yeah. And, and I liked it. Wasn't good enough for me. I'm like, come on. You guys are pros. Say something. Because the thing is, the problem is, is it wasn't gunshots. Screen went black. Next scene. It was gunshots. And then life. The scene kept going. You saw him run away and then he runs into Nazi Harry Potter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you want me to feel something, give me time to feel it. Don't run away. Because then he runs to the Nazi Harry Potter and goes, guess what? I, my girlfriend's a Jew. And he goes, don't worry about it. Um, our allies are the Japanese and they're not very Aryan. And now we're laughing again. I'm like, no, 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 no. About 30 seconds ago, we found out that a bad guy was really a good guy and he just died. So give me a second to breathe. And you just, I don't think we had time to appreciate that scene for what it was. They they made that scene as good as it could be and then did not, they didn't let us sit in it for a little bit. Let us feel our emotions before we start making jokes again, you know? The pacing was just off for me. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, the The last... I also think this movie did not end strongly, like literally end strongly because mm-hmm. I, because that little dancing scene that they had, like, I get it. Like it's once, once Jojo was like, so what do we do now? I'm like, oh, she's going to dance cause she's free. Cause that's what she said she wanted to do. And right. I'm like, it, it should have been a cute moment, but it just felt so awkward standing like he's on the doorstep and she's on the street and like, they don't really know how to move. Like just like in general, I'm like, this is not as cute as you think it is. Also kid romance is never going to be as cute as real romance. There's no, I didn't even look at it as a romance. It's not. Cause the thing is this kid's Avi has a crush on her. And then in the last 10 seconds, 10 minutes, we bail on that. I'm like your little brother. We're going to totally bail on all of that. And say, we have a completely unique relationship. That's not romantic at all. And there was just, there was no, it felt rushed. I'm like, do you like her? Do you not like her? Because two seconds ago, you said you're her little brother. And now we're going to dance together. What is going on? Well, I didn't even view the dancing together as inherently romantic. It's not. It's, it was, it was. Then why are you complaining a, about oh, it not ending. being romantic? I, the, the what, what frustrated me is the fact that I was invested in their relationship. Like, we're going to be friends. Let's at least hug it out. And in the last 10 minutes, they said, I'm your little brother. And then after that, you can tell that this, there was, it was a part of it that walked away that goes, you had me believe that for the last hour and 20 minutes or hour and 40 minutes that you guys were going to have a loving relationship, not even romantic, but you guys are going to be close forever. 
and that this kid was saw had a crush on you or whatever and he was really involved in you and then he bails on it in the last 10 seconds says he's your little brother and then instead of you guys hugging saying we're gonna love each other forever um we're always gonna be there for each other we're gonna dance in the streets and it felt like the only logical ending but you should they were driving me towards one direction and said yeet and said this is where we're actually going i'm like well i guess if we're yeeting this makes sense <laughs> if that makes any sense to the listeners out there um but yeah i thought the movie was funny yeah the movie was funny sometimes so uh i'm going to go first yep. so that way alex can make fun of me for my answer Dude, um, please don't go high. Please don't go high. I'm going seven and a half. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because I'm going six, two. Okay. I, yeah. I was expecting you to go flat six. So. Yeah. I'm going six, two purely because there was a couple characters that when they popped up, I'm like, okay, we're back. We're back. It's, it's right on the borderline of, I'm not saying I'm never going to watch this movie again, but it's going to be a long time. That's know? fair. That's totally fair. It's going to be a long time. Um, and I'm not going to pay attention. I'm going to be on my phone the whole time. Are you happy, Keegan? Are you happy, Keegan? Are you happy now? We did what you asked us to do. Let's welcome back the non-movie listeners. Welcome. You didn't miss much. You say that every week. And you're kind of selling us short. Okay. Here's what... I'm not... Okay. Ladies Don't and recap it. They missed it. They skipped it on their own time. They can go you know back what? and listen to it. It is a yeah. podcast. You listen to it on 2x speed. 15 minutes of content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, there's people out there. Maybe not. Maybe just. Maybe no one actually. That listen to the movie part at 2x speed. And then slow everything else down. <laughs> because they actually care about that part. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have the improv segment. Sure do. And this improv segment is called. PR training. Slash. Uncancelable. Okay. Imagine an alternate universe where you and I say things that we shouldn't. Also, in this alternate universe, we are each other's PR rep. And it is our job to make sure that the other person is uncancelable. So this improv segment breaks down like this. I'm going to say something absurd and out of context. And then you're going to cut to a press conference where you've prepared a statement to defend me. And then after okay. you've made your statement, you're going to open the floor for questioning, and I'm a reporter coming at you with questions. Okay, okay, okay. And then we'll switch. So, the horrible thing that I'm saying, completely out of context, completely absurd, and by no way do I actually mean this statement, but we're doing it for the bit, is gender roles are the way things should be, always have been, and always will be. And if you don't back that up, maybe you should look at how you were born. So prep your statement, you're going to your prep con- your press conference. Okay, 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 okay. Calm down, calm down. I understand that what my client has said can be interpreted as uh, a little problematic. And at its surface level, I understand that. However, uh, being incredibly close to Alex Good, I, I, I think it's important that what he said uh, isn't exactly what he meant. So uh, acor- with his beliefs he believes that uh gender roles should not be uh completely deleted you know 
he's he thinks that you know you can uh not go with gender roles if you don't want to however you know you should also feel welcome to uh, uh accept gender roles you know if the man wants to be the big earner and if the woman wants to stay home and cook you know if that's what they want to do you know you know gender roles shouldn't say yes or no for them you know it should be whatever they're comfortable with and when he said if you're not okay with that you should look at how you were born what he was referring to was people who uh who, who demonize others for following gender norms despite the fact that that is what they want to do with their lives so it was really just a uh, uh, people who are too close-minded to accept the fact that people do want to uh, behave the way that uh, some people consider traditional. Um, is the floor now open for questioning, sir? Uh, the floor is open for questions. Uh, I have a couple questions. Uh, there are rumors saying that uh, Mr. Alex Good um, may or may not support the Republican Party. What do you have to say to that? Uh, you know, him and I don't talk about too many politics. Uh, we kind of just have this understanding that as a public figure, uh, as an entertainer, that the the politics should come second. He just wants to do he wants to provide a good job for everyone out here. Uh, sir, we also have some reports saying that Alex says that women belong in the kitchen except for when they're servicing their husbands. Uh, do you have any validity to that statement? Uh, do I have any validity? I have not heard him say that myself. No. So I, I'm afraid that I cannot confirm that that is something that he would actually say. Does that sound like something he would say, though, sir? Uh, Just give me a second. Okay, so I turn around. I, I grab the coin out of my pocket. Flip it. Okay, it's tails. Um, uh, maybe, maybe after a few drinks, he might say something like that. But it's not like his pure belief system. Okay, no no further questions. <laughs> All right, Craig, what's your absurd, crazy, out-of-context statement that I'm going to have to defend? Okay, once again, something that I don't believe, but this is for the bit. Yeah, it's uh, for the bit. Uh, I think that all public schools should have military guards. Okay. <laughs> sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for gathering here today. I just came here as a representative for... Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle, to address some of the rumors. Um, he was quoted by TMZ saying that all public schools deserve um, and should have armed guards. Now, as many of you know, he lost a dear family member recently um, to a school shooting. Um, and he was going through a traumatic moment in his life. Also, we, we do know that there is a history of violence in the town that he was from. Uh, previously, ref previously referenced, uh, Benton Harbor was uh, has a mall, um, and in that town of Benton Harbor was almost the was at one time murder capital of the world. So, as you well know, trauma affects us all differently. So, does he believe this statement? Maybe at the time, I doubt he will still support that said statement. Um, I would like to also com uh, compliment him, if, if we're being honest here, that he didn't say something crazier because he was going through something so traumatic and the TMZ would not get off his property. They pressured him, pressured him, pressured him till he they quoted him with something as ridiculous as this. Does he still stand by the statement? I doubt it, but I think we need to evaluate this 
with some uh, emotional sympathy. And we are now open for questions. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Uh, yes. I, I think uh, it, I think my other reporters will agree with me that mm-hmm. that is only half the statement. Because okay. in the same breath, he also followed that with, I think the next Black Panther should be played by a white guy. So I know a lot of people are saying that. I think the part he is he's trying to convey here is one of his best friends is actually mixed. And although Black Panther is almost always represented by a person who is completely African-American or sometimes actually um, from the continent of Africa, when he says that Black Panther should be represented by a white person, which I'm neither confirming or denying that he actually said that, he is saying that he would like an opportunity for his best friend to take part in the franchise. So in no way is he condoning a 100% Caucasian person to represent a role near and dear to many um, black people. Next question. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the note of the military guards, yes. is it true that uh, Craig also wanted these military guards to train each student in armed combat? Um, there is some validity to that statement. He believes in a lot of personal protection. He wants everyone to feel empowered to defend themselves and have to rely on others. He believes that in a world where everyone can take care of themselves and you are protected by yourself, there would no longer be women walking down the street wondering if anything bad could happen to them. However, the fact that he thinks this military should, military guards should train the kids no validity to that statement. I don't know where you got your quotes from. Um, please do not ask me any more questions. Uh, uh, and we no, are one final question. Yes. Yes, uh, did you hear that Craig might be firing you as his PR rep? No validity to that statement. Um, this is probably the best anyone ever could have defended him. He is a horrible employer. Um, I think he's committed many sexual acts against me, and he's lucky to ever have me around. You, you okay? think? He's, he's lucky to have me around, okay? So the fact that he would fire me after all the stuff that I got on him, that's ridiculous. Next no, question. Oh, yeah. No further questions. End of conference. See you later. Losers. <laughs> all right. That wasn't too bad. You know, I feel like after talking about Nazi Germany for 30 minutes, the fact that we tried to come up with the most cancelable bit ever, uh, <laughs> it, it kind of fits hand in hand, don't you yeah, think? not too bad. Um, I would like to take uh, a little bit of our audience's time and thank our sponsor, Andrew Wells. Um, Andrew uh, spon- is sponsoring this podcast based on his HBO Max subscription. <laughs> he allowed me and my uh, co-anchor co-host to watch the movie on his account so thank you for sponsoring (laughs) this episode of permanent good andrew we appreciate your time everyone who would like to have his login i'll be leasing that in our description (laughs) use promo code gotcha psych i'm not actually doing that yeah thanks for saving us 40 bucks or a trip to the library thank you so much um for purchasing this ad we will um repay you um make sure publicity uh, make sure you friend him on Facebook. He's just Andrew Wells. I don't think he's changed his profile picture in six years. So uh, uh, have fun with the publicity, Andrew. Yeah. Um, thank you for our sponsor. Uh, next, on to our middle segment. I have prepared you a new middle segment, Craig. Which people are just raving about already. Yes, because um, we don't have enough 
middle segments, I've created another one, and this one is called Red Flags. Now, Which, I hold have on, four... time out, time out, time out, time out. Yes. Uh, there is a card game called Red Flags, uh, which isn't great. So I'm hoping this is better. All this is, is I have four scenarios where I have created your perfect person or perfect item or perfect world. Not hard to and do. I'm, but And I'm going to add red flags and you're going to tell me when you're bailing on this dream. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. They get progressively worse. I would imagine so, yes. And there is nine in total. Okay. And I want to see where on the scale you bail. <laughs> okay, Craig, we're gonna start, we're gonna start low. No stakes. Your dream house in your dream location. Okay. First red flag. There's no yard. Are you keeping it? Yes. Second red flag. You're twenty five minutes from the nearest grocery store. Can I ask questions or is this just sure. kind of like, go ahead. Okay. It is your perfect house. How do we like, what's perfect the fast house. food sitch? Am I, you can still a, DoorDash. Hmm. I'm going to say this is the multi-million dollar home yeah, theater system. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. Number three, you have loud neighbors. I'm okay with that. Okay. Also. Every time I add something, we're keeping everything before it. I figured, yeah. Next one. Your water heater provides enough heat for either your sinks, dishwasher, clothes washer, or shower per day. You get one of those per day. Oh, that's not a problem. Uh, I don't think that would be a problem. Number five. Your house is painted completely black on the inside and outside. I imagine that I could just add like little painting decorations. Yes, 100%. So, so the yeah. The walls, the floor, the ceiling, the outside is all black. All your furniture have, ha- is all black. Having an all black exterior, I'm okay with. And with the interior, I feel like okay, I can do Okay, this just in. Craig's not so. racist. Continue. <laughs> so, so I think I, I would definitely work with that. Yeah, you're all good. Number six. You have a maggot problem in your kitchen and your bathroom. Um, is it something that I can like, if I call an exterminator, like, what does that do? Um, it postpones the problem for another week. For another week? No, pulling out. That's a hard number pull. six. Ending on number six. You had three more to go. Uh, do you want to list them? Um, the basement may or may not have a meth lab in it with frequent De- yep. DEA raids. What was the last one? That was number seven. Okay. The, the meth, the basement may or may not have a meth lab in it with frequent, frequent DEA raids. Yeah, that would also be a red flag. Um, eight, there are armed robberies every week where you get robbed and stolen and held hostage. Also a red flag. And number nine, it's built on an active volcano and it's also a log cabin. Yeah, also a red flag. So we're stopping at six. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, five was the last one we did. So I would say we stopped through five. Okay. So you made it to five. Your next one is you're picking your dream occupation. Okay. First red flag. You have to wear a suit to work. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Second red flag. There is an opportunity. There is never an opportunity for promotion or raise. This yeah, is I'm your okay. dream job. Your coworkers are in love with you. This is what you've worked for. You're using your degree if you would like to. Whatever. Third red flag. You work 60 hours a week. 
Oh, yikes. Also, I'd like to say some of these escalate very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Because, listen, I do not believe, and I feel like most of our generation no longer believes in the concept of if you love what you'll do, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, 60 hours is still 60 hours. Um, and let's, considering let's how. 40, let's just say you work um, not, uh, 10 hour days, six days a week. Uh, can I can I get this one pass? <laughs> can I just okay, pass I'll let you have one pass per one. I'll let you okay. skip the red flag and go on to the next one. But if you didn't like that one, they only get worse, Craig. Okay. The next one is you have to be kicked in the balls once a month to check your pain tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like at least all the house ones <laughs> were like related to the house. You know, they were all features that a house could potentially have. That's definitely like a hostile work environment. Like, even if we like, even if for some by some miracle, you and I do like podcasting full time, like you would just show up at my house once a what was it once a month? Once a just, month. I got I got to check your pain tolerance. Like, hey Alex, uh, do you want to come over and like maybe do like a same room recording this week? Uh, yeah. I understand. Yeah, you could just kick me in the balls like <laughs> while we're there, kind of like save some time. Uh, right. <laughs> I think so, also no. So yeah, we didn't we didn't even make it past like one. You made it to or, two. Yeah, You're following through on two couldn't make it through three. You skipped three, made it to four, two couldn't make it to four. Okay, let's blast through what the rest ones of them would have been. You're gonna build a. Oh, okay. Next one after number five is there's an occasional Me Too controversy with your bosses, and you're never the victim but you're always around it. Number six, every weekend you're forced to take various drugs as a hazing procedure. Number seven, you cannot tell anyone what happens during work hours under the threat of death. Number eight, if you're ever late, you must sacrifice a family member. And number nine, you are forced to participate in human tra- trafficking on a on your yearly review to prove your loyalty to the company. Hey, audience. <laughs> um, if you followed through on number nine, uh, you, you should let me know and also let me know where you live and your local police department's phone number. Thanks. Next. All right. You're building a best friend, Craig. You love everything about them. They're there for you time. always. They 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 complete you. This is your best friend. And then the last one we're going to be do so the audience can stick around. It's your soulmate. So this one, your best friend. First red flag. They don't know how to tie their shoes. Velcro shoes. I will gift them Velcro shoes if they need them. Okay. Second red flag. They think your name is Greg. <laughs> I have let people go very far with that. So I think I'd be okay. I think I, I think I'd let it slide. Okay. Third red. Remember, this person is perfect. They are your companion through everything. Third red flag. They're scared of rain. Yeah, that's fine. Fourth red flag. They have Tourette's. And whenever they have a tick, they only say the bad four-letter words. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Fifth red flag, they can't keep a secret. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I said, some of these escalate pretty fast. (laughs) Also, hey, audience, again, if you pulled out on the Tourette's one, let me know. (laughs) Uh, Sixth red flag, uh, they try to sleep with your parents every time they come to your house. I am 
fairly confident in my parents' constitution to their <laughs> marriage, so I think I'm going to say that's okay. Okay. I imagine some attempts would be, like, uh, <laughs> more passionate than others. Like, one week, he just, like, walks in, and he's just like, sup, Mrs. Wells? And she's like, "Not no, don't even. Not and it's week. always consensual. There's never roofies. It's completely consensual. But they just... They, they're just waiting for them not to get denied. Yeah. So I, I think I think I'd let that slide. Well, you've made it farther than you did the farthest one. So you've made it past six. No, we're going to six. Here we go. Um, No, that was six. So you're making it to seven. Here we go. Every two years, you are brought in for questioning by the police because your best friend is the prime suspect in an animal abuse case. However, they are never convicted. Being convicted and being innocent are two separate occasions. But you get brought in for questioning every two years. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Main suspect in yeah, a no. different animal abuse case. Listen, I crack under pressure when my parents question me about something. Uh, I don't think I could handle that on a bi-yearly basis. So we're crack, dude. You're giving up on six again. You've never made it to a seven. Okay, and all right, they're red flags for a reason. <laughs> To be honest, hey, you po- uh, people probably shouldn't be ignoring so many red flags. <laughs> yeah, if if you could so quickly list nine red flags about one person, please stop hanging out with that person. Okay, number seven, uh, you quit on every two years you get brought in for questioning. Number eight was when you sleep, they run experiments on you because they think your skin is invincible. Things involving fire, acid, sharp items, and projectiles. What is number nine? Has an alternate personality that is triggered by an unknown word that turns them into a serial killer. Next one. Craig, are you ready for the finale where you will recognize the red flags in your soulmate? Yes, I'm ready. First red flag, which some might not even say it's a red flag. <laughs> They're dyslexic. Yeah, not a red flag. What? <laughs> if you two. bailed on number one. You're either a horrible person or, or your name teacher. is Alex Good. Yours was funnier. <laughs> Number two, red flag. Every time they kiss you, they have to use their tongue. I'm okay with that. Number three, red flag for your soulmate. Cries of happiness when you say their name or pet name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Red flag number four. They become friends with all of your exes to learn more about you, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Red flag number five. They never get a haircut, except for once every four years, they shave their head completely bald. Yeah. Okay, six is the last one you normally follow through with. So here we go. Number six. Before they ever talk to you or say anything, they have to check the room for bugs. (laughs) <laughs> like hidden cameras and microphones. Okay. Uh, do they have to re- like say we're hanging out in the kitchen? We go to the living room. We come back to the kitchen. Does she recheck? Yes. Same thing for getting into a car. Same thing for going in any room. They have to. They're ultra paranoid. They have to check for bugs. I think. I mean, like if she, I, I think I would be okay with that. I think I would be okay with that. Okay. Red flag number seven. Occasionally confuses you with Andrew, and it lasts for 48 hours. Okay, let's define confuses me with Andrew. 
cannot tell the difference. Does she know that she's mixing us? Like, does she? No clue. She doesn't know it's ever happened before. She is certain it is you. So she just talks to it. So like, okay, okay. Um, When she sees your name in her phone, she thinks it's Andrew. When she sees Andrew's name in your phone, she thinks it's you. I think Andrew and I have discussed this. And I think that um, it's not out of the realm of possibility for us to not live close together. So I think us being distant would be okay. Would like help with that. And like he would, he would get privy to it pretty fast. And like, that's something that I'm comfortable talking about with him. He's like, Hey, if these like two days come across where she starts like flirting with you, hardcore, just like sending nudes, a bunch of crazy stuff. Don't open it. Yeah. So I think in this game of red flags, I think I'd be okay with it. Okay. You're in uncharted territory right now. You've never been it past seven. <laughs> Number eight. Occasionally frames you for murder because no, they have an no. inmate fetish. No. 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 I'm done. No. No. <laughs> so you stopped at seven. Number nine. and you, So you never made it to eight, which is occasionally frames you for murder. Which is okay. By me. Okay. okay by me. And number nine. Tries to clone you by removing pieces of your body at random and seeing if they grow back. So that's, I guess that's a no as well. Well, it depends. Uh, if she was just like plucking a few hairs, cutting fingers, a few fingernails. Ears, okay, okay, whole, nose, toes. whole body parts. No. Just to see if they grow back. Okay, so uh, we learned how far I'm willing to go for wealth and fame and love. And it is far, but not that far. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know if you liked it. Want us to bring it back. Let us know how far you would have gone. And if it is eight or nine. Yeah, if you ever made it to eight or nine, see somebody, dude. Just see somebody. Talk about it. Get some help, man. It's okay. Ask for help. So for our one hit wonder, this is a little segment called Be Like Bezos. Uh, It is common knowledge that jeff bezos has stepped down as the ceo of amazon and i think uh you know whoever's in his place isn't doing a good enough job and i think that we should interview each other to see who can be the new bezos okay sounds good to me so, so how would this work i ask you a question yeah break we're, just it down gonna, for me. we're just gonna spend like a minute or two interviewing each other I will be your interviewer and then you will be my interviewer. Let's just treat it like a job interview and like just really try to get into the headspace of Jeff Bezos. How will we know who becomes Jeff Bezos? Well, the audience will decide for us, obviously. Oh, great. Because our program gets so much audience participation. So much audience participation. Shout out all y'all in Romania, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Eastern (laughs) Europe, I see you. Okay, Craig. Would you like to ask me my Bezos questions love, first? I would love to ask you. Um, so question number one, we like to ask all of our applicants this, obviously. Um, how do you feel about like unions? I believe that all of our employees should be protected. Um, and I know unions are just a way for them to band together, make sure that they're getting equal treatment. So I don't necessarily believe in unions because I think they can take advantage of the people in them. They force you to make all of these payments. I think Amazon should focus on just being an upstanding country, an ethical com- com- ha, excuse me, an ethical company. 
all the time. And I don't think there would be a need for unions. Unions are usually for people who get taken advantage of. And now that I would be um, the CEO of Amazon, I want to really put an end to all of that. Um, I just came up with this rule right now. We'll just ask each other three questions. Just three, three questions. flat okay. questions. All right. Question two. Um, Amazon has gotten some flack uh, at several times in its history because of our uh, allegedly strict rules on bathroom breaks. Uh, how would you, have see, as CEO, uh, try to combat this negative press? Um, first of all, I think anytime you can fight um, negative press with truth, you should. I think a lot of times there's misconceptions on how are they able to be so successful without doing outlandish things like limiting bathroom breaks. I think if you can meet that with the truth, the fact that our employees are highly motivated and a lot of them <laughs> will take initiative and things like that to maximize their time, things like not hydrating properly, some might say, to not take bathroom breaks. Some might say not using their sick days when they're actually sick so they can be at work um, and earn their paycheck. A lot of these things, people would say, oh, these are horrible working conditions. But our people are highly motiva- motivated. So as long as we keep them highly motivated, keep the climate of the office, office, climate of the office very um productive and supportive i don't think we need to really discuss all those pr rumors uh and and final question people Mm -hmm. have accused amazon of uh being aggressive in the app market trying to come up with their solution for everything their solution to streaming their solution to uh food shopping you know stuff like that grocery shopping uh how, how would you respond to being accused of this aggressiveness in our market behavior? Some people say aggressive. I say that when you have the resources, do what you can. A lot of people would look at um, you know Jeff Bezos, our former CEO, and say he has billions of dollars. Blessed be his name. Yes. Um, he doesn't do enough. A lot of people look at the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffets and say, what are they doing? They're not doing enough. I think that if we can insert ourselves into a lot of these economies and a lot of these countries, we can create a more efficient, more effective tool in their space and do what we can in everything we do. I think that a lot of times when you have the resources we have, we get criticized for not doing enough, not making enough donations, not helping out out enough with charities and foundations. Well, when we're in everything, we are always doing as much as we can. So that's how we'd like to end that. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, somebody will walk you to your car. Don't call us. We'll call you. Thank you very much. Uh, Craig, um, we'd like to bring you in. Uh, thank you for doing this follow-up interview. We know your time is very valuable. Um, we just have a couple questions. You are in the final round of the interview process. Uh, how are you doing today so far? Uh, you know, how I'm doing isn't really the matter. You know, it's all about how the company's doing, and that's all I care about. Absolutely. Could not agree more. So your first question, Craig, um, many people are worried about rumors of child labor and taking American jobs and moving them overseas because of this cheap labor. Uh, Is there any intention to carry that on with your new office should you be hired? So I think a lot of uh, the negativity that comes around these child labor uh, uh, accusations is they they don't understand uh, how much positivity we bring to a nation because of the work that we provide. You know, I, I think that our company could really 
uh, it would really boost our PR if like maybe we took a tour of one of these facilities and showed that like just how much positive impact like our factories have created, uh, not just among uh, the workers themselves, but the community around them. Obviously, we would build a community to create this positive front. Uh, and I think that we would like focus on one specific nation and be like, hey, let's pretty these guys up. So, like, you know, we'll look better in the end. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Could not agree more. Uh, next question, Greg. A lot of people are wondering how this job affects people's relationships. As you know, uh, with Jeff Bezos um, and his former wife, she took half of his fortune. Is there any fear on your end that should you be in a relationship and you have this job, if it were to end, that you would lose the fortune? How would you how would you go about finding someone who might not take your wealth? So I think it, it, the most important thing is uh, how you find this person uh, in, in an ever growing digital age. You know, it is more likely than ever that you're going to meet your significant other online. And, you know, there's really no um, there, there's really. Uh, no good meter to see if someone will be faithful or trustworthy until you meet them personally. Um, that's why I use an app that uh, uh, it, it, it doesn't cater for everybody. This app that I use is uh, only for the elites, the people who are truly looking for something. This app is called Hinge. And uh, I, I, I think that I, I trust myself to be able to find someone who uh, will not just be a partner in life, but a partner in business. Oh, very good. Very good answer. Um, and our final question, um, many people did not make it to this round of the interview, but we'd like to address it with you. Greg, there are um, some worries that our competition, um, be that Microsoft or Amazon, every time we enter a space, um, Apple will try to compete with us. Every time we enter a space, Windows will try to compete with us. Amazon, we know the leader of all companies, no one should be able to try and compete with us, Tesla, what have you. What will you do to dissuade our competitors um, from entering our space? What will you do to keep these other multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar companies from competing with the leader of all companies? Okay. Um, I, I assume you're familiar with the concept of uh, corporate espionage, you know, yes, getting a man on the inside to to reveal corporate information. Yes. Um, the reason I've become successful penetration, if you will. Yeah. Uh, something that I pride myself on is the concept of reverse corporate espionage. So what I like to do is I like to plant seeds into a company to, uh, uh, to sow destruction. It's just subtle, subtle little bits here and there. You know, if I, I have one executive placed in each, uh, large company, one in Microsoft, Tesla, etc., to, to remind the board, Hey, Let's not fight Amazon. And this person is usually incredibly charismatic and nobody ever usually fights them on something like this. So I think that with the power of being CEO, I could instill more counter corporate espionage yes. and uh, really just remind companies like, hey, not only do we own the market, we own you. Interesting. So really the next the next investment of someone in Amazon is someone extremely charismatic. Uh, I definitely agree. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know what? Thank you very much for your time, Craig. We will uh, keep you in our consideration and we'll get back to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please let us know who would you give the job 
of Amazon CEO to. Uh, we anxiously await your verdict. Uh, next week, we are switching tones heavily once again. We are watching Rio starring Jesse Eisenberg and Anne Hathaway. Yep. Um, it's also not on anything. So unless you own it or want to rent it or go to your you know, library, it looks like you're not watching this one. Yeah, or maybe like you watched it once when it came out, but you were like 13 at the time, so like you don't remember all of it, and even the things that you remember, you didn't really quite get yet, because like you hadn't seen that many movies at that point, and you think it's enough to watch the movie segment, but then when you get like halfway through the movie segment, you're like, oh, I realize I actually don't remember as much as I thought I did, but you're already halfway through the spoilers, so you may as well listen through it to the end, and then you're like, well, now I kind of don't feel like watching the movie at all. And we just completely ruined a movie for you. Ruined a movie or saved you money? That's the question you should ask. Uh, Make sure to follow us at Permanent Good on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, We post movie schedules ahead of time, and we also post links to each episode when they release. Uh, So make sure to follow us for all the fun, fun updates. Also, follow us on our personals. Uh, Me, myself, and I, uh, Alex Good, can be found on all social medias at alex the goods that's g-o-o-d-e-s and i am at permanent handle i am tweeting exclusively about the new taylor swift song so you know follow me for that if that's what you're into beautiful Uh, and uh this is your weekly reminder to have fun be safe and make good choices my name is craig wells aka permanent handle and i'm alex good aka alex good and remember ladies and gentlemen Tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.